Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. This is episode 112 for the week of February 4th, 2020. And uh, my name is Josh, aka JK Fire. This week I'm joined by the man in the rocker t shirt, long sleeve t shirt, the, the long sleeve performance t shirt. Long sleeve rolled up to be a t shirt. You're still muted. Damn it. We're not muted anymore. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on Super Bowl Sunday? Doing good, man. Pretty excited. Yeah. Um, I We dropped the video this morning. You did drop the video so this morning. I actually posted it at 11.59 p.m. yesterday. So it says February 1st on the title. Yeah, I but, saw that. You know, I it, woke up to it in my feed. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> You it's know, like a podcast recording. It goes out like 3 a.m. You know, I, uh, yeah, I, I was up and I'm like, you know what? I said tomorrow I'm going to do it. I had it queued up and I got it sent out. I like it. A minute early. I like it a lot. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's on our YouTube channel. Do it. The thing that I probably like the most out of it was um the the intro where it says like Protox Studios. Yeah. You know, it goes, dun, 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 and you have all the, yeah, that, that shit's cool. I like that a lot. And obviously my Will's Adventures little little, little uh, sneak snip, peek. Snip it at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, hey, Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode? What do you got, man? We have a boatload of information. All right. And uh, I put this in the wrong area of the show notes on accident, but we also have HS Pro Talk Media All-Star Record HPTCSB matchup number 13 semifinal results at Snipe Down going up against Frosty. And our HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Ranked or HPTCSB for short matchup number 14 semifinal discussion. Snakebite going up against Lethal. When we find out the winner of that matchup, yeah. we will know our grand finals that we're going to be talking about next week. Pretty it's, crazy. It's exciting. We're at the end. We're, 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 near, we're right there. It's been a couple months, hasn't it? It has. It's been it's a long a- journey. <laughs> Yes. Um, and then finally, we have the Reflection Corner. Makes Ma- a return. Makes a return. Oh, boy. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, but without further ado, Will, shall we get into some competitive news? I'm just kidding. It's time for COD. Another game's a watch. Will was looking at me. I mean, yeah. Will was looking at me like, what the fuck? What I was like, wait a second. We have another section before that. Well, it's funny because you you literally mentioned before we started recording that I, I miss when we did Roster Mania at the beginning. And then you threw me through a loop. I'm like, damn it. I don't know what to start with anymore. Um, All right. I, all I have here is that uh, competitive Madden is fun to watch. Really? So there, was a, so there was a tournament that was taking place the last like three or four days. Yeah. And it was the Madden Challenger Series. And they did a, they did a Madden Ultimate Team draft. Right. And then you pick, so you pick the coach and if you, that coach that you pick, um, you, you get that, you get that team's playbook and yep. I think defense as well or something like that. Yep. Yeah. So you, you're well-versed in Madden, um, myself, not so much. So watching this, like you see, since it's a fantasy, like since it's a Madden ultimate team draft, you get players from decades ago. Yeah. Right. And then you also get new players as well. So like it, it was, it was awesome to see, um, a 17 year old one. And he was the he was the youngest player ever um, to win a Madden Challenger Series belt, which is awesome. And uh, 
The only thing against him was he's an actual Eagles fan. So that sucks to suck, but you know, whatever. Uh, no, congratulations to him. It was awesome to watch. And the thing that I liked the most about it um, is that the commentators, like were act- it, it was like you were watching a real football game. Yeah. Right. So it was accelerated quarters, obviously. Uh, but no, it was the commentators did a great job and the players were actually getting hyped up. You'd see them like they're wearing noise canceling headphones and whatnot, but you, they were screaming, they were in it. And it was just, it was really, really cool to see. And you know, like the, the phrase, uh, pound the rock, you yeah. know, like run the football as much as you possibly can. Yep. That's exactly what he did. Like he, as soon as he realized he was getting picked off left and right in the early stages of the tournament, he just ran, ran and ran some more. And that's basically what solidified the win for him. Nice. It was fantastic. Um, I've been watching. So there's YouTube videos. There's this guy. His, his name is Flight Flight Reacts or whatever he streams. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to call him out a little bit here. He's the type of person that, like, he spent, he literally spent $20,000 on Madden 20 to buy the best cards. And, like, when he's playing, he's like, oh, I have a more expensive team than this dude. I should win. And he, like, cries about it. And, like, he – so I've been watching him lose. Uh, like, people post him losing on YouTube. $20,000? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's what – like, the title of the – um, like, of the YouTube video would be, like, Flight's 15K or 20K team versus a $20 team. Like, that's literally what it – Oh, my God. And then this dude, like, I'm glad he loses. Yeah, uh, fuck that guy. Uh, yeah, he's um, he's just one that ex- expects to win everything. Sure, and I'm happy when he doesn't. Good. So that's my competitive <laughs> Madden side that I've been watching. Awesome. <laughs> um, but no, that got me excited to maybe watch some more Madden stuff because uh, you and I a while ago, you and I went to um, a Madden tournament that took place at the Mall of America. Correct. Yeah, and that was just really cool to see as well. Like we went because um, Paul Allen shouts Paul Allen. Uh, nine to noon K fan. And he was there. So like we went because we wanted to see if we could see him. We did. Mm-hmm. We got a picture with him. It was awesome. And, but no, the Madden was just really cool to see as well. And seeing that competitive side of that, it's like they actually put on a real show. Oh yeah. And it's it, that, that type of production value is something that I'd love to see. It's something I'd love to see being catered to other things as well. Halo, obviously being related, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. Wanted to add that into the show. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Now it's actually time for some competitive news. First up, we have a little motivation. This is by Eric Hewitt, AKA Gosayami. We've talked about him on the show previously. Uh, so this is a Twitter thread that he put out. Um, and this is kind of put some things into perspective. Maybe if you're going through a little bit of a rut yourself professionally, maybe this gives you a little bit of motivation to get out there and yeah, try, try to do something, you know? So here it is. And I quote, I haven't been super open with my beginnings, but let me give you a quick recap. When I was 18, I called my mom after winning the national championship against a team considered to be unbeatable. She first said, quote, so are you going to retire on top? End quote. When I was 19, I'd been signed by MLG to a $250,000 contract over three years. And my divorced parents finally agreed on something, an ultimatum for me. Quote, you can either choose to focus on school and quit gaming cold turkey and you'll have our undivided emotional and financial support, or you can choose Halo and you won't have our support, end quote. As the story goes, I chose Halo. Supported myself for four to five years before I quit to be the caretaker for my dad's lung transplant while also leaving Reach and my gaming career behind. 
Uh, Pocket then called me later that year to offer me the chance to design the Halo 4 game battle settings and rules as an unpaid opportunity, with the expectation that MLG would never run events for Halo like they used to. I took that chance. Gaining traction from the community's support until I spoke with Bravo, who was working at 343 Industries at the time, he offered me the chance to have my settings included as the official competitive matchmaking playlist in Halo 4. I flew myself around the country, casting small-scale Halo 4 events out of passion, up until I was given the chance to design the Halo 4 Global Championship settings for a $500,000 tournament. Afterwards, James uh, Bacicchi introduced me to a test lead by the name of Adrian Brown, who worked at 343 Industries. I was given an offer to start as a glorified tester at only $14.50 an hour, while I had only a semester left at Penn State as an IT major. I still took the job, moved my belongings out of my longtime rival and most hated enemy's household, neighbor, to, burn a cou- uh, to bum a couch while I worked at 343 starting out. As we put in the time in the office, people took notice, including Josh uh, uh, at Washington State and Bonnie Ross. They helped us get on our feet as we helped shape and mold Halo 5 to the best of our abilities. Later on, I decided it was best for me to move on, unfortunately, so now I work at I work for John Nelson over at EA, who is actually the commissioner at MLG since the beginning, sculpting games to be more competitive. I found my home here, and all this was before esports was even a term. It might be improbable, but it's not impossible. Chase your dreams, never settle. So there you go. Had a lot of negativity on last week's show, all due to me, so I apologize for that. But I wanted to start the show off with kind of something on the positive side. So, yeah. Really think that you're not alone and you should really go for what you want in life. If Ghost was able to do it, anybody's able to do it. So live your life, live your dreams, do it up. Is there anything you want to add to that, Will, before I move on? No. All right. Next piece of news. SWAT Nation announces their next tournament. This is by SWAT Nation. Say what? Happy Valentine's. Love is in the air. And we have a special treat for you all. A spicy and very sweaty 4v4 Halo 5 SWAT tournament where you sign up as a girl and boy duo. And you get paired with a, t- uh, with, a, with a random duo. These teams of two randomly selected duos will compete for a piece of a $500 prize pool. Additional contributions to increase the prize pool are more than welcome. So what's the format? A random girl and boy duos, standard SWAT, scores to 50, it's a 4v4, Halo 5 Magnum only. So don't worry, we don't have to deal with DMRs. Right? Thank God. We're good. And then a uh, maximum of 32 teams. Maps will include Plaza, Coliseum, Eden, Regret, Truth, The Rig, and Fathom. But the maps are subject to change. When is it? The tournament will take place on Sunday, February 16, 2020 at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Registration deadline is Friday, February 14, 2020 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But the bracket will go live immediately after. The rules for this and all other SWAT Nation tournaments can be found in the rules page. By signing up, you acknowledge that you've read and agreed to the rules, and you can register at the link provided in the Google Doc of the show that's in the show. That's that. And then also, so this the tweet went out, right, for this tournament? Yeah. There has been a lot of traction. I expect those teams to fill up real quick. So if you're interested, sign up. Next piece of news. Tashi provides the Anaheim updates. This is by Tashi on Twitter, and I quote, Anaheim settings update. After top pro teams have done some testing and taking feedback from you all, Anaheim settings are now final. Here are the updates. 
Battle Canyon Slayer has been removed from the remaining qualifiers and Anaheim. It will be removed from matchmaking next week. Added the Pit Slayer in place of Battle Canyon Slayer. This will be added to matchmaking next week. Note, Penance is still gone. It ain't coming back. Woo! Yep. Thanks, everyone, for voicing your opinions for the pro teams for scrimming and working on them. All right. I, not to remain on the negative side, but yes... Th- we would have liked this sooner, but the fact that it happened at all, okay, we'll take it. I mean, the pit is such an iconic map. The only negative side on the reach side of things is that it's completely gray. As with a lot of the maps, <laughs> that is very true. Um, and then the final piece of competitive news, Snipe Down moves on. This is by Reciprocity on their Twitter, and I quote, Today we say goodbye to a legend with the Rec Pack. Being one of the original members, Snipe Down has created history while being here, and we know that he will continue to do so in the future. Eric is, one, is a one-of-a-kind player and will no doubt continue to excel in the future. Do you have any idea where he's going to go? No. I um, actually tuned into his stream last night because yeah. after the announcement, but he still has all the reciprocity graphics still up. I agree. And, so, and like the, the title cards underneath his stream are all reciprocity as well, if I'm not yep. mistaken. So yeah. I'm wondering if that was, you know, the announcement came out yesterday. Maybe he just hasn't gotten new graphics, but yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. He still wants to compete in Apex, just right. not under the reciprocity banner. So, and I don't think he'll start his own. No. I don't think he will. I don't think so either. So yeah, who, who knows? It'll be... It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. All right, that's it for the competitive news. Upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Go to NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports needs and wants and desires. Shout out to Maddie. AGLA weekly matches. Monday, February 3rd, Bumble Banshee is going up against the free agents. And then on Tuesday, February 4th, we have Griff Balls Deep. Going up against the Jankyard Dukes. That name. Uh, Monday, Monday, February 3rd, UGC presents Madrinas. Meet your match. It's a Halo Reach on PC Team Doubles. DMR start, unfortunately. Best of three. And that's that. I'm just kidding. Not not unfortunately. That was unfortunately for SWAT. Get it? Because right. we don't like DMRs. Yeah, you get it. It's, it's not a bad thing here. It's great. That's that. So for a little bit of context here, UGC now has a partnership with Madrinas they are doing a weekly tournament, but each week is a different game. So obviously we're Halo related. We're going to shout at the Halo tournament that's taking place. The first one. So there's that. Wednesday, February 5th, we have the Game Sharks and Penn Halo Halo Reach 2v2. Check it out. Saturday, February 8th, the Halo Reach 4v4 at uh, Cave Fairfax. And then finally on Sunday, February 9th, we have Tourney Times Mythic Swat and Tyne 2v2. All the links for all the tournament information will be in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Check it out. Will, what do we have next? Rustermania! All right, we have the DreamHack Anaheim free agent list. Google Doc. Extravaganza. Yeah. (laughs) So let's run through it once more, people. Uh, Free agents we have listed is Midshot, J-Rock, Mudshot, Nebzanity, Yo Swaggy Pete, Magic, Phantom Snake, Pollock, Crossfire, Skaduff, Mike Fathom, Eddie, so, so Sweet, Just the OG, Synapse, Kevin Clutch, Shinedown, 60804, Nade Fox, Wargua, Trekka, Yolts Yop, Mad Cow, RB6784, Banging Models, Devin Vert, Paluski, Captain Choke, 
Uh, we also have uh, Hillian, Dread Takedown, Very Nerdy, Poseidon's BR, Terminal Abyss, uh, Cherished, Cavalier, Obviously Queen, Faisal 2, Travels of Dan, Repub 5s, Young Sue, TM Tenacity, A Cisco Disco, The Suave Man, Ventacall, Lieutenant Condor, A Wild Panther, Xavier, J Gravity, Swell Air, It's Renru, uh, Diverk, Alleged, Tran Tranquil, um, Vitamins, Repidori, Don't Be Sinful, Swifty Swiss, Dark Scorch 2, DC Baby, I Romel, and Kinetics. Whew. Moving on to the team of twos. We have Schlags and Sacrifice. We have Nikolai and Benji. Wily Coyote and King Durling. Lycane and Venomous. Floppy and Kolek. The Phenom and Jackson 5. System Stats and Riot. <laughs> we have team of threes. <laughs> the stall was fantastic. I appreciated that. Um, maybe. Here we go. Okay. We go. All right. It's crisp, restrict, and killastrophe. Dren, smote, and monstrous, and then the same pair that still hasn't been moved to the team of twos. Zero steezy and Barry loves you. Awesome. There we go. Awesome. And then one little piece of information here as well. DreamHack Anaheim rosters. This is based on the qualifiers. Um, unlimited international included respectful Moe's tapping buttons and flux this week. Yes. Yeah, so we talked about that before, but it's now official that they are representing unlimited as their international team. That, that is their sponsor for this event. So it is a real thing. Gotcha. Yes. And uh, that does it for roster mania. Thank you, Will. Now, if you could be a peach and uh, tell me what the tournament league recaps for the week are. All right. Let's start off with the AGLA weekly matches results. Oh, boy. On Wednesday, January 29th, we had Zero Logic uh, taking a W over free agents. And on Thursday, January 30th, Thundercats Ho! won over Griff Balls Deep. Are you okay, sir? It's just... <laughs> It seemed to me like you weren't expecting that one this time. Oh, I, I knew it was coming. Okay. I paused and everything. All right. I I got to do it. All right. Moving yeah, on to the female. The Thundercats. I mean, Beyonce isn't in this one, so. <sighs> female Pro League, 1,000 Halo Reach. 4v4 results. In seventh place, we had Vanquish. This was Cardinal Redbird, Molly Drinks, Devious Kitten, and Foxy. In fifth through sixth, we had Team Senpai, which was Janjan15, Seraphect, um, Miji, Mayjay, and Jess Bait. Team Code Red. Hey, I like uh, Code Red Mountain Dew. That's you my favorite. You too. This uh, is your team. Well, they took fifth and sixth. I so. mean, they're, they're, you got to rep your team when you got to rep them, all right? This included a bittersweet, Oh, a cutie, damage, and oh, so teddy. I'm proud I got Oh, a cutie out of that. Normally, you did. Normally, I would have tried to like read that out See, normally. I'm, it's I'm, your team. I'm learning. Uh <laughs> In fourth, we had Chaotic Divinity. Chaotic Divinity. This included Monza Divinity, a Chaotic Midget, and Ra? Ra? Ro? 
what? Probably Rach. Rach. Like Rachel. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is what I would imagine. Like, that's a guess. I would. That makes sense. Though. Okay. In third, we had E-Gorillas. This is Veronica, Minx, Janelle, and Dreamy Dream. They took home 100 bucks. My voice cut out. $100. <laughs> In second. I just slipped off the floor of the chair. Oh, my God. We're off the rails already, man. We are. It's great. In second place, we had UMC. This was Haloette, HJ, Iblood Reina. Buy and Kiss and Chickwin. They took home $300. And in first place, we had Guardians Gaming. This was Queen, Oh My God, Golden Girl, Divine Damsel, and Command Station. They took home $600. 600 buckaroos. All right. Then we also had the big one, the Dream Hack, Anaheim Qualifier number three. Here are the results. In fifth through eighth, we had Falling Esports. This included Neighbor, Commonly, Sabinator, and Hysteria. Unlimited was Eco, Trippy, Penguin, and Stellar. Incognito, Renegade, Saiyan, Pistola, and Neptune. Status Quo 2020, Flamesword, Jimbo, Stormy, and Squally. And third and fourth, we had Team Stainers, Gilkey, Goofy, Gabriel, and Blaze, and Tox Gaming, Lethal, Royal 2, Snakebite, and APG. What? Yep, they, they did not win this one. Oh that is God. correct, I know. In second place, we had Team IDK, Rain, Ryan, Noob, King, Nick, and Reliable. And in first place was Team Mantra, Boobadoo, Ace, Falcated, and Spartan coming on strong in the third qualifier. Bracket will be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Go check it out. Awesome. And that, uh, that does it for the tournament and league recaps of the week. Thank you, Will. It's time for the topics. First one, HS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HPT CSB for short match number 13 semifinal results. Type down going up against Frosty. Drum roll, please. <laughs> like how I did that all in like one monotone yeah. voice. That was perfect. It was a great string right there. Hey, Will, you want to know what the results are? I was surprised. I know the results, but I was surprised. <laughs> surprised. I, mean, I, I wasn't. Uh, you huh. sure? You might wanna, I mean, might everybody knew that Snipedown was going to win it. And he did. You might want to go listen to the last episode. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't make any case for Frosty to win. None. Snipedown had it hands down in the bag. Because that's what the <laughs> poll stated, and that's not what I thought at all. No. Snipedown wins 70.5% of the vote. Let me just say that, like, every bracket did not, did not see this one coming. So every bracket that was submitted to us did not see this one coming. So there's that. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Absolutely bonkers. But you know what it's time for? The next matchup. The HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Breaking or HBTCSB for short matchup number 14. It's our final semi-final discussion. Snakebite going up against Lethal. Yeah. I was... I am generally, like, stuck and don't know which way to go with this one. I do. Well, you're going you're gonna to vote Lethal. I Who know. won more? Yeah. Lethal did. Who was on the same team? They both were, but who won more? Lethal. They, they, I mean. But then again, who is the leader of that roster? Snakebite. This one, for me, I'm just going to have to let Twitter do its thing. Um, I, I would have a hard time choosing between these two. Just because they've been dominant through, you know... It's one of those things, you know, I, I did come in during Halo 5, so that's mostly what I saw. Sure. And they were both just dominant right together the whole time. Right. I don't... 
like I said, I think Snakebite, what, Snakebite's the captain of that team. Mm-hmm. And they brought on Lethal right before X Games to that CLG roster in, in the first world season, right? So, I mean, Lethal obviously had a strong showcasing in H2A, made the transition to five relatively easily. And as soon as he was on that CLG roster, they just didn't lose, right? Until that splice roster came in and shook things up a little bit. But who knows? Would, question, would that team be the same if Lethal was not on it? Do you Who knows? Think, do I'm asking, do you think somebody could have replaced Lethal on that roster and they have the same turnout? Like Snipedown. Do you think Snipedown could have replaced Lethal and they have the same same thing happen? I'm genuinely asking. You know, the thing I'm really curious about is we knew that Tox, they were the ones grinding every day. Yes. When some of these other ter- teams may have not been. Right. It makes me wonder how much untapped potential is sitting in those other teams. Like, if if Snipedown did join Tox and learned their strats and was able to practice as much as they did, or even Pistola, whoever, joined this team, and because they always found a way to work together and each person's use each per- person's strengths, um, would would they have been able to fit in? Would they been able to do what they've done? So here's another question. Is it a detriment to the other teams, though, that they didn't practice as hard? Because that's on them if they didn't do that. Right. But you could also say, like, Tox had the strat. They knew Halo the best. They, At the they, time, yeah. I feel like they had the best. Even if they they had the best strategy. Yeah. Oh, so, clearly they so, did. I mean, if I want to relate this to, like, football, you can take, like, a mediocre player on another team, plug them into a great strategy team like the Patriots the Patriots yeah that's, and all yep. of a sudden like Julian Edelman's like an average wide receiver but since he has Brady throwing to him I mean he used to be a quarterback for crying out loud yeah so he became a star at wide receiver yeah now if he transfers to the Browns with Baker Mayfield maybe he doesn't do shit no and he falls to the wayside exactly but him being plugged into that scheme worked out really well for him in his career right so we don't really know Will, would any of these other players been able to plug into that scheme right. on talks that go, go that hard on the practice schedule, learn each other's moves and what they needed to do to win. It's, it's tough for me to decide that because you just don't know. So here's the question. Who is the bill Belichick of, of talks. that of talks? Is it the actual coach? Is it Royal one or is it not? Who's the Tom Brady? Of talks. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, that is that's. I mean, you could. Snake bites the captain. He is. He's, he's the one orchestrating the team, kind of. Could be. Maybe. We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know. We don't. Huh. Oh. All right, listeners. Who's the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady of talks? Let us know. That's the other thing too. Like you could say snake bites Belichick, but lethal's Tom Brady, the one exactly. executing. So who needs one more? Right. Cause maybe lethal wouldn't be able to execute as well without the direction. So say, and or flip flopped for what it's worth. So Bill Belichick is a, is a mastermind when it comes to coaching in the NFL. He's known more to being a defensive mastermind, right? 
So he, what he calls the plays for the defense. Do we know if he's the one that calls the plays for the offense or if it is Josh McDaniels that calls the plays for the, I, I don't know. I don't know personally because people always try to make the, I know we're on football talk here, but everybody tries to make the comparison that, Oh, Brady wouldn't be who he is without Belichick or Belichick wouldn't be who he is without Brady. I mean, in the context of the grand scheme of things here, they both play completely separate positions. Yeah. But Belichick is the one that keeps them in check still. Yeah. Like he's the one coaching the overall team. Oh, right. Right. It's just one's more defensive minded. One is more offensive minded, but they're both great football minds in general. Oh yeah. Like that's what I, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. All I know is that they're not in the Super Bowl, so I guess not big of minds in, in, in <laughs> the grand year. scheme of things. Nope. Not this year. Um, yeah. I think Lethal should win this just based off stats alone. It's what we talked about all the time. But who knows? We leave it up to Twitter and Snakebite. He's incredible as well. Who the hell knows? Shall we leave it at that? Sure. All right. I don't know what else to say. You know what it's time for, Will? It's back. The Reflection Corner. It's <laughs> okay. I kind of want to have like a like a graphic up of like me sitting in a in a, in a chair in front of a fireplace with like a, a cup no. of G Fuel, you know? Okay. I was going to say like coffee or hot cocoa, what but no, we got to have G Fuel. Hey, G Fuel, get at us. But yeah. That's the reflection corner. Okay. With like some sensual music in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Some lounge music. Me me and a, me and a robe. Yeah. You know, because everybody wants to see that. Well, I mean, we can, we can get the fireplace outside of the studio going. Oh my God. Get that set up. This is fantastic. Let's make it happen. Um, all right. So the, the piece of reflection corner information here that we have this week is Halo Infinite splitting casual and competitive settings. This is a thread. It's all on Twitter. I'm going to read through it all. We're going to talk about it at the end, and we're going to see what goes on. Cool? Cool. So Hassan states, possible hot take, but I believe having two separate gameplay mechanic settings for casual and competitive is what kills a game's population. By different mechanics, I mean such thing as different player traits, weapon damages, abilities, no abilities, and social versus comp. Vetoed says, uh, Joshua Mankey seems to agree with this and I trust him. Halo Data Hive states, if there's, an, if there's OP automatics and competitive infinite, I will riot. Josh states, I mean, OP, any, OP anything is bad. Halo Data Hive, well, they still somehow made their way into competitive Halo 5. <laughs> Smiley face. Um, Ryan states, the impression I've gotten is that balancing will be a quicker and easier process in infinite, so I would hope that if anything is OP, it can be fixed in a timely manner. Josh states, and to be fair, the arena playlist was much more popular with the automatics than without. In hindsight, I suspect a better balance would have been to adjust the autos rather than remove them. But then Spartan replied with, yeah, playlist was much more popular with automatics when stupid money was being thrown at tournaments. And by the time people realized how garbage autos and radar were, people quit and didn't stay around for no autos and pistol starts. Josh replied with, but they didn't. The autos list grew after the split where the non-autos one shrunk. That was after the tournament switched to no autos. The tournament impact was non-existent on the greater uh, population, which makes sense because there's only 100 people tops. And the autos playlists were still way more popular than the non-autos ones. Orders of magnitude, 
just saying that's where the masses prefer. Spartan replied with, the tournament switched to no automatic after two full world championships. Not sure why these populations were, are even being compared. If the game launched with the settings we had for the mid-2017 and 2018 seasons and then added autos in later, the same would have happened. Josh replied with, Hard to say, but when we tracked new players coming in and seeing what they liked after the HCS list was available, none of them liked it. They bounced right back to the other lists. If modern population liked those settings, you'd expect some per percentage to transition to them, but they didn't. Last I checked, MCC was the same. Basically, I haven't seen any list with settings like that grow since Halo 3, but that's not a fair comparison since there were no other console competitive options. Now there are tons, and they have mirror settings with and autos. And even in Halo 3, the MLG list was pretty niche. Moses replied with, It was also the healthiest Halo esports has ever been. Halo's greatest strength is in its variety. Casuals like ARs and Radar, competitive players like BR and No Radar, both can coexist. There's no need to compromise either. If Halo is good, the esports scene will be strong regardless. So Vito replied with, I still think it's one of those things that just happened because there was nothing else at the time. Halo was ahead esports-wise because MLG invested in it and its pros so much. The fact that COD took off like it did is also thanks to them, and compared to Halo, COD wasn't even a competitive game. Just like Halo 1's multiplayer success was a rushed miracle, facts, by the way, it was at the right place at the right time, as opposed to a bunch of conscious decisions that led to the ultimate balance of casual versus competitive land fun. Some things just happen and shouldn't be looked at as uh, deterministic data. Josh replied with, yeah, I have to agree with Vetoed here. Variety in 20 and 2008 was the newest Halo 3 playlist. Variety in 2020 is the newest free FPS with an entire studio dedicated to one new mode instead of split across many. Referencing BRs here, like Battle Royales. I don't know if any single studio can compete with the quality bar of 2020 against studios that focus on one mode if they spread their resources across many modes. Keep that nugget in your brain for a second, okay? So here's what Moses replies with. What does other games have to do with Halo's variety? I'm talking specifically about Halo. There are a ton of different sub-communities that have different preferences. It's foolish to think that creating a hybrid casual and competitive settings will make the esports scene grow. Josh replied with, I mean, that if a studio splits their time across different settings and development for variety, neither set of settings will hit 2020 quality bar, whereas focusing on one set would. 2008 players didn't have a slew of high-quality free FPSs to compete with, so the bar was lower. I don't think it's foolish to find a hybrid when every currently successful eSport does today. Moses replies, but here's the thing, though. We aren't every other game. Halo has always been unique because of its variety. That's why people love it. Fun customs and BTB and infection and griffball and racing and esports and etc. Name another game that does all that. Vito states, the main difference with competitive versus other subcommunities is that competitive is what is on most big streams of the game, including creators. Those streams are what promote the game. Most people don't watch griffball and then purchase Halo, but the same can't be said about the HCS tournaments. That's the reason the disparities need to be minimal. Not suggesting auto should be the core of the game. Radar doesn't need to be a thing. But the game needs to be balanced to support something close to default and competitive so viewers can learn and get into the game. Moses replies, I totally understand the argument. I just don't think it's right for Halo. 
We tried that with Halo 5, and it did nothing but made both sides unhappy. Viewership didn't go up. Attendance didn't go up. It's not going to work for Halo just because it works for games X, Y, and Z. So Adam Apicella states, That's a fant- this is a fantastic conversation. I will say there are years of data that shows the competitive settings do not need to be the same as casual settings. Sure, one can point to League of Legends as a gold standard for standardization, but that's a nuanced conversation and not a catch-all. My opinion is that Halo was built on the foundation of customization to meet your group's needs. Whether that be a LAN party, a custom game online, or a massive tournament structure. I took great joy in 2003 tinkering with CE to create the funnest and most competitive settings. This is how MLG approached settings for our competitions. Fun plus balance. Data might have pointed to other playlists being more popular from a statistical standpoint, but there is no denying the effects of a thriving pro community on optimized settings had an aspiration at all levels. Vetoed states, the big issue I have with all this is that the customization options exist to make quick changes, and I'm sure those tools are even better on dev side, but it seems like testing and coming to a definitive conclusion takes so damn long. What's a good approach to deciding settings? Josh replies, a ton of iteration and the ability to balance weapons without a client patch. Plus, the customization options still need to look AAA quality, which is tricky. I personally still prefer if the settings gap is approachable. I haven't seen a modern game have success otherwise. Now Gosayami chimes in. I look at sports. There isn't a single one where a six-year-old is introduced to the professional rules and field of play. There are also big differences between college and pro-level sports. Still can't understand why our industry ignores decades of infrastructure and success. Colin Fogel replies, Apples and oranges, in my opinion, and disagree the level to which sports deviates. Bit of a different take. Esports needs to align cleanly to the game's monetization, period. For most games, especially $60 products, the passion to competitive audience is a non-factor and tough to develop for. Halo has that problem. The bills are paid and always have been, but the masses uh, buy the masses who buy the campaign and spend a couple weeks on multiplayer. Even when competitive was at its peak, the effect on sales and mindshare would have been extremely minimal relative to the game itself. Adam replies with, ah, but this is where I agree, but disagree. Agree. It needs a map to commercialize in-game. Disagree. That competitive would have no effect on that. If there was microtransactions during Halo 2 and Halo 3 to the degree we have today, it would have been 100 times bigger. Colin Fogel replies with, yep, agree with you in principle, although I think the data showing players consistently don't prefer the competitive gameplay itself is an alarming one for a developer to overlook. If esports is marketing, you're actively marketing a lower retaining period. It's a tough sell. Adam replies with, sure, I don't disagree, but the NBA is what I want to watch, buy jerseys for, and put a poster on my wall, but I don't go to the gym and play with a 24-second shot clock. Yes, I know that this is a cherry-picked example, but I think you get what I mean. Definitely a fascinating behavior. And finally, Joshua replies with, I do like the sports analogy, especially basketball where the gap is so small and just nuances in the rules. Maybe T-ball, since it's just removing the T, increases distances, etc. Anything I can watch and feel like I could do that with bursts of, how'd they do that? At least, I just like that part of the analogy. I can see, I can see where economics are different. Now we just have to find the T in Halo or the equivalent of distances. Enough of a gap to make it harder for pros without making it look super different. There's that. So Will, my question to you, and basically my question to the audience, 
Should settings be segregated? Should there be a casual settings and a competitive settings? Or should the baseline settings cater or try to cater to both? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, I can say that I come I come from the competitive side. Mm-hmm. So I want to take Call of Duty as an example here. We sure. went to the launch weekend. I was so hyped to play the game. We did. I come home and there's no competitive settings playlist. It's all just public matches. And the fact that the pros play with different health bars or health statuses, uh, headshot multipliers, um, you know, banned items. It was tough for me to get into that competitive spirit when you have bouncing Betty's just flying up out of nowhere without, you know, it's not balanced. And you uh, guys laugh at me for coming up on one and Joey even said he didn't see it. And then I just get like, I see it pop up and I hear the beeping. I'm like, ah, damn it. And I just die immediately. Yeah. It's um, not fun at all. No, it's not fun. So that's where I get, like they talked about fun plus, um, you know, balanced where, um, you know, I wish there was a competitive settings in that COD, in COD so I could jump on and try to act like a pro and, you know. Right. Well, that's then, the thing. But then, so, so yeah, so, so like I played public matches, but then I get bored of them because it's not what I want. Right. Um, now I get it. They've said with Halo, it, it, it's been where the competitive setting doesn't thrive the game. You know, it doesn't push the game forward. Right. So I understand where they're saying if those settings were closer together, it could make more of an impact where the players who are watching competitive jump on and it's as close as possible. Can I ask a follow-up question before you give your answer to the previous question? Sure. Okay. Do you, or did you like where competitive Halo settings were at the end of Halo 5? Yeah. The reason why I asked that question is because when Halo 5 released, right, Mm -hmm. it was, I don't know if this is definitively what it was because I haven't talked to the developers, but the vocal minority or majority, whatever it was, were talking about how this game was developed with competitive in mind, right? Mm -hmm. So where they basically played on the original settings at the beginning, with AR starts and everybody complains, so on and so forth. But that's what they started with. They didn't really tweak much. They just ran with it. Which which goes back to the, what I said. Like it, it seems that Halo 5 was, was developed, the multiplayer was developed with the competitive in mind from the get-go. Well, let's talk about then Breakout was supposed to be the competitive mode. That's what they designed. Yes. And pros didn't like that. Remember when you talked about, I'm kind of flip-flopping all, the to, all, all around here, but bear with me. Because you and I had a very important conversation where you were talking about how wouldn't it be great or wouldn't it be cool if we humored the idea of having an S&D search and destroy type gameplay variant in competitive Halo, right? Or just in Halo in general, okay? Thinking about it, that's kind of what Breakout was. Yeah, it was. that's what it was supposed to be. Right. Now, in terms of Breakout, you don't have, you're not trying to deliver something and plant something at a different site. You have a flag that's in the middle. You can grab it and run to the side if you want to, or everybody just has your one life. So it's not a, it's not a respawn game type. Yeah. 
in terms of Call of Duty here. So go ahead, talk about Breakout. I just wanted to bring that into the conversation yeah. because we talked about this. Well, well, you know, when when Breakout was the soul mode, right? Yes. Like, I can get that's not normal Halo. Right. But if you throw that in the rotation of competitive and you have one Breakout map per, you know, your seven map series or two Breakouts per your seven map series... It might, it throws variation in there. It could it be does. something different to watch. You know, they tried to add oddball and these old modes later and it just didn't work. Well, Breakout was designed for competitive. So when H5 launched, Breakout was supposed to be the competitive mode. Pros didn't like it, so they went back to a normal arena. Yes. But then those arena settings weren't meant to be the competitive settings. Correct. So you got the basic, this is what the game launched with settings. Yes. So it was built for competitive, but that competitive didn't work. So we went back to normal and then it took so long to get back to quote-unquote, competitive settings for Arena. And from what we've talked about pre on previous episodes, from what came up in discussion years after Halo 5 had been out, right, is that we had uh, a couple of people from the pro team previously, not the current pro team, but the pro team that worked with Halo 5 during its development, basically come out and said that their opinions weren't taken into consideration. Correct. That's what it came down to, right? Yeah. So maybe at one point in time, Halo 5 either a was developed with the competitive settings in mind. It just didn't release with that. Or it was developed with competitive settings as a separate thing, but that wasn't even taken into consideration come launch either. I just don't know. And I wish we, I wish we had that info. Maybe we can talk to them if they're, if they're past their NDAs or whatever, or hopefully past contract obligations. Maybe we can get one of them on and we can talk about that because I think that'd be a, an incredible conversation to have. I really want to know if those settings were out there to begin with, because they were professional players and they, they've known what's worked for Halo for so long. And they got to see the development of Halo five from a, like a first person standpoint, you know, I really want to know what that information looks like. Yeah. So going back to your original question, should there be separate playlists? Yes, I think there should be. Um, you have so many people out there that want to play competitively and how are they going to learn right. if they don't have their own settings and playlists to jump into? Um, sure, it might be a subset of your community, but there's tons of sub-communities within the Halo community. Right. You have you know, your casuals, competitive, um, speedrunners, just campaign, um, war zone. You know, forgers. What forgers. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. So why should you not focus on your... Like, if you come out with a game that doesn't focus on your competitive community... And that's what they've been talking about in this article is that, or this thread was that competitive is your marketing. Right. So if your marketing doesn't work and sustain your game for, if you have another six year freaking cycle, we're going to be right back where we were right now in another three years complaining that there's nothing new coming out, that we are stuck in this rut. With a new thread. With a new, <laughs> a new thread of what needs to change right. for Halo Infinite 2. I don't know. And beyond. Halo and beyond. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, there needs, to, uh, in my opinion, there should be separate competitive settings. What do you, what, what are your feelings on the subject? So I want, I want separate as well. Yeah. But I'm going to take it a little bit of a step further. So based off this thread, something that I want to see is I want there to be a separate playlist. Obviously I want it to be in ranked. Okay. Because they always talk about how, like something that irritated me was that Halo Reach released 
everybody knows how much I dislike Reach, but Halo Reach released and it had every playlist option you could ever think of, right? Now, this could go back to what Josh was saying in this thread where, but back then there weren't a ton of options to play. Esports wasn't huge at the time, right? Yeah. So Halo Reach, Halo 3, uh, they're Halo four. They're all releasing with all of these playlist options that you can choose from. And the population was there. Okay. Now we're always talking about how, well, we got to consolidate playlists down. We can't have this many of them. Everything's going to be on a rotation, blah, blah, blah. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take that. Okay. Let's say we can't have a ton of playlists at launch. Now core gameplay. The way the game is developed and designed, okay? Forget the prof- professional aspect, just regular. Social, ranked. I want the same playlist in social as in ranked. There you go. Cool. Competitive. Give me a playlist. You just need one. It can just be an MLG style playlist, right? Put it in ranked. There it is. Okay? In there, you have slight deviations from the standard. If standard has radar, take radar away. Okay. You want to increase movement speed a little bit, or let's say infinite has sprint. Now I think it would be a detriment if infinite has sprint to take sprint away from competitive, because I imagine it's going to be a toggle because people bitch about it all the time. Right. I think it would be a detriment if you turn it off because the maps are designed to have it. Okay. If, if infinite has sprint, the maps are going to be designed with sprint in mind. Duh. Right. We talked about this all the time. I just want slight deviations from the core gameplay experience because I don't believe that it's going to be designed with both in mind from the get go. That's what I'm going to say. Because like, like people are talking about in here, if you have a massive swing in changes, then it segregates things further. Those people who are playing the casual side and maybe want to jump into competitive, they might be thrown off for a little bit because the settings are so drastically different. Now they can get accustomed to it because that's what we've seen in other games. People get accustomed to them and they're like, oh, I like this a lot. I'm not going to play those other ones anymore, right? Or it could make things worse. I just don't know. But in my ideal scenario, I would want a separate competitive playlist with slight deviations from the core gameplay mechanics because I don't believe they're going to be developed in tandem together. That's what I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm excited though. I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens. And as we've said multiple times, regardless of what the settings are for infinite, we're going to play it. Oh yeah. And honestly, we're probably going to enjoy it. Just going to throw that out there. If infinite has sprint, I'm going to like it. I know it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, It's time for some regular news. Or I guess I should have said, and that does it for the Reflection Corner. Yeah, regular news. We are 343 Industries. This is by Halo. It's a YouTube video. It's caused a lot of drama, Will. That it has. Have you watched it? I watched the video. Did you go to the timestamp where people are losing their fucking minds? No. Okay, so there's a timestamp where... Uh, people think they saw infinite. Yes, exactly. For those who don't know, it's a very, very short clip in the video. I don't think it was infinite gameplay. I think it was halo five. I think it was pre halo. I think it was pre-release halo five gameplay. Now at the same time, 
Hines wasn't on, you know, Clutch, right? Yeah, Clutch wasn't on the pro team yeah. at that time. He's in that video. It could be. Just they're comparing what they're doing in Infinite to what was in Halo 5, and they're still playing Halo 5. Could be. And then also somebody was talking about on Heinz's POV that there was like an animation difference with a thumb placement on the gun. You can like barely make it out. Okay? Now, I, I truly don't believe it was Infinite gameplay. But then again, I could be totally wrong here. But the thing people were losing their mind about was that there was sprint and you saw it like clearly saw it clear as day. It's going to have sprint. It's gonna, it has to, there's no way it does not. You know what? People are going to bitch and we're going to talk about it on the show. Not the bitching aspect because I don't care about that. The fact of the matter is it's going to have sprint. That's the way it's the way games are plain and simple. That's it. That's it. That's all I got to say. Um, next piece of news. Introducing the SWAT Nation Ambassadors Program. This is by SWAT Nation. And I quote, Want to get more involved in the operations of SWAT Nation? Want to help us with some of the things we run behind the scenes for our community? Are you an active content creator, artist, video editor, streamer, caster, or all the above? We're very excited to announce the creation of the SWAT Nation Ambassadors. As a SWAT Nation Ambassador, you will help us by promoting the community and welcoming more members to be a part of it, moderating our Facebook group and Discord server and making them more active, creating graphic and video content around SWAT Nation, editing community videos and montages, refing and reporting scores during tourneys, streaming Halo content on Twix or... Uh, Twix. Oh man, I really want a Twix now. Twitch or Mixer. Casting, commentating some of the tourneys and spreading the positivity and friendliness we're known for. If any of the above is of your interest, we invite you to apply to be part of our team as a SWAT Nation ambassador. Application processes will be open on the quarterly basis. We will be welcoming five ambassadors during each period. Each ambassador will receive the following, a special custom SWAT Nation ambassador t-shirt. The SWAT Nation ambassador badge for your social media and streaming channels and special roles and permissions on our Discord and Facebook group. So what are we looking for in our ambassadors? We're looking for passionate community members that want to go the extra mile and become part of a very special team within SWAT Nation. Apart from that, we're looking for the following requirements. You you have to be a part of the community. Just give me a heads up on that one. You have to be a member of our Discord and Facebook group. You have to follow SWAT Nation social media accounts. You have to follow the core team members on social media and streaming platforms. You have to be active on YouTube, be a Twitch affiliate, have availability for at least one weekend a month during tournaments and have a positive and welcoming attitude toward current and new members. If you have all those requirements, please fill in the application form and tell us why you want to be a SWAT Nation ambassador. We're looking forward to all your applications. Much love, the team at SWAT Nation. Check it out if you're interested. Next up, the new addition to the 343 Infinite team. This is by Wyvern Zoo. And they state, super excited to announce that I've joined the Forge team of Halo Infinite. Fuck yes. Wyvern Zoo has been one of the most active members in the Forge community, period. So it's so great to see them finally officially a part of the team. Very, very, very big congratulations. Um, All right. The big one. So, Will, believe it or not, 
I actually condensed this down. Okay. Okay. So I, I tried here a lot. The MCC development update for January 2020 by Postums over on HaloWayPod.com. If you guys don't know, Postums likes to type a lot of words. Um, and so I did my damnedest to shorten this down as much as possible while keeping all the important and pertinent information in the show. So game update for January 29th, 2020. New features and content. Additional details for the new features and content items can be found below in the design update section for rotational playlists, featured content, and events for the month of February. So... These are included in the update that just went out in MCC. Featured playlists and match composer, which we'll talk about. New nameplates for future events, which we'll talk about. And new upcoming matchmaking content. Guess what? We'll talk about it. Playlist update. Social 4v4. Team Slayer option has been replaced with Precision Slayer and Auto Slayer. Historically, we've, compri- uh, we've compromised by combining these into a single selection. We fully understand that different players have different preferences here. So now we offer players choice over their starting weapon and experience. Precision Slayer includes weapon starts of DMR, BR, or Magnum. Auto Slayer includes weapon starts of AR, SMG, and Halo 4 loadout starts. Rotated and featured Halo CE anniversary category for Halo Reach, which contains maps and game settings which emulate Halo 1. This has been a commonly requested addition, and rotational categories provide great opportunities to expose this sort of content. Social 8v8. Rotated in experimental AR starts category containing AR start versions from all core Halo Reach 8v8 map and game variants. The range utility of the DMR makes it incredibly effective on some of the more open battlegrounds common in big team battle. This leads to many engagements occurring at extreme range and results in stagnation where players are discouraged from using certain movement options. Many players have requested that DMR starts be replaced with AR and Magnum starts in 8v8. We have concerns that this would leave players too vulnerable off spawn, leave them ineffective against vehicles, not provide enough starting ammunition, and lead to snowballing where the score gap between two teams grow exponentially when some players gain control of long-range rifles. However, we wanted to give players a chance to try for themselves. Depending on feedback and data, we'll consider pulling uh, big team AR starts into the core categories more permanently. I still don't understand why people want AR starts in BTB, but frankly, it's not my demographic. So why should I shit on them for wanting what they want? They clearly want it. So you get it. Hopefully you like it. And if you do, maybe it gets put in permanently. And if you don't, well, at least you voiced your concerns. Flighting update. Great progress has been made since we first talked about our next flights in the MCC development update for December 2019 blog. We also got Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, as well as some new and much requested features for Halo Reach coming to flights in the near future. In our January 17th update, we stated our goal of getting this content out to you by the end of this month, but we had some unexpected support needs come up for Halo Wars 2 that pushed this back a bit. It is still our goal to get this in your hands as soon as possible, but at this time, we don't have an exact date of when flighting will resume. The team is actively working through issues to be resolved prior to entering the first external flighting rings. So flight content. When the builds are ready, the next round of flighting will include both Halo Reach and Halo CEA content. For Halo Reach, the goal will be focused uh, on obtaining feedback from the community on specific feature additions. For Halo 1, we're aiming to gather feedback on a wider range of content prior to its launch. The first external flight for Halo 1 will look to validate areas of the game like dedicated servers, peer-to-peer connections, cross-play between Steam and Windows version, and new UI for customization. As we get closer to the public flight, we'll share the exact details of levels, content, time frame, and everything related to it. We can't wait for PC players to get Halo 1 in their hands. Design update. 
matchmaking map selection. One of the areas we've received a fair amount of feedback on is whether we plan to include a map veto or voting system for match-made multiplayer games. Back when Halo the Master Chief Collection launched in 2014, we included a map voting system that allowed players to vote on a game and map combination for each match-made hopper. Throughout the years, Halo MCC has evolved and been updated quite a bit. We've added significantly more choice in the way players matchmake via the social feedback from players. Um, oh, wait. Via the Social Games Match Composer. In addition, we have continually reviewed a lot of data and feedback from players. One of our consistent top asks is how we can get people into games faster. As a result, we made the decision to remove map voting from the matchmaking process in our fall 2018 update, and our surveys still tell us people want to get into matches faster. While working on Halo Reach, members of the community and 343 team brought up the idea of map voting and vetoing once more. We reviewed feedback via forums and surveys and cross-checked our data to better understand player behaviors and desire on map selection. Voting systems tended to limit the map and game type pool and could result in increased user frustration when players see the same options voted on or vetoed from um, one game to another, which could lead to additional quits and lopsided team starts. We did observe similar side effects with the original veto and vote system for MCC, which eventually became the source of frustration amongst players. For the time being, we plan to keep the matchmaking flow streamlined, though we will continue to evaluate options over the time. That said, we hear the desire for greater options in the map and, map, uh, map and match choices, and we are making proactive changes to the match composer settings and looking into a plan to include a custom game browser later this year, and you probably thought we gave up on that. Thank you for your continued feedback on Xbox and PC on all these areas. Okay, there's something I'm going to say here, okay? When MCC released, right, we didn't have this match composer where if I want to play all Halo games and I just want to play Slayer, like Team Slayer, I couldn't do that before. Or, wait, I could. It was a Team Slayer playlist. But what if I only want to play Halo 1, Halo 2, and Halo 4 Team Slayer? I couldn't do that before, right? So the map and veto system, if you chose a Team Slayer, then you would be getting, literally, like they say, a map and mode combination that you'd have the chance to veto or keep, okay? You don't have that anymore, they say that they're going to stick to what they got right now. Here's my question. Why not introduce a veto system now that the match composer's out? Think about it. Think about it. I want to play Team Slayer. So I pick, like, let's say I only want to play Halo 3 Team Slayer. Well, they have, rank, they have a ranked Halo 3 hardcore playlist. Okay, now, but I don't get the option to veto that. Why not? It's the same game. I'm just picking between maps at this point. Why not give me the option to pick between maps? I get you want people to get into games faster, but like this is literally what the veto system used to be. You're just giving people more granular control over what they want, which is what I want. Are you afraid of people quitting out? Sure. But if, I, if I'm playing Halo 3 and I've played Heretic for the 15th time in a row, why not just give me a selection of three and then if people really want to play Heretic, at least their voice will be heard for it and we don't get forced into it. That's what I want. 
I would love a map and veto system now that we have match composer available because honestly, and this may sound stupid. I don't think people would quit out as much because now they have a little bit more of a voice as to what they want to play. Sure. They were able to pick the, from the match composer, what they, what they want to start with, but now you give them a little bit more control, give them that opportunity. That's what I want. I think that'd be a nice compromise. That's just my opinion. Who knows? All right. Uh, progression system update. We've expanded the ways in which our service configuration files can organize metal XP on a game mode and per game basis. In the near term, we'll be increasing the metal XP values for Halo 3 and adjusting firefight metals to, and caps to better align with the expected match length. We will also look at bumping the performance and teamwork XP caps and the XP awarded for teamwork medals. We are investig investigating a way to offer unlocks in any order within a page of tiers of the Halo Reach season system. A full store is out of scope for us at this time, but it, this seems like a short-term way to offer more options on unlock order going forward. Challenges are coming in the medium term. Adding challenges will allow flexibility for earning XP and rewards in scenarios that are not currently supported. Campaign games and custom games in addition to match-made games. Additional features coming to a flight near you. We have continued developing a variety of features since launch and expect to flight several key changes soon. Specifically, we have a crouch move behavior in place for mouse and keyboard on Halo Reach that feels promising. In addition, we have added the ability to remap text chat and added the ability to toggle push to talk in a, with a remappable key. Look for more details on these features in future flighting updates. Matchmaking updates. Featured game categories include surfacing and highlighting new content and experimenting with new settings in, as in AR starts for BTB game types. Okay. We're splitting our Slayer category. Well, you're still off on the AR BTB starts? Yeah. I just talked about it. I know. Yeah. I could hear you. It's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me your give me your take here. What do you, what do you think? The AR maps, starts for BTB. The maps are big enough. I don't want to have to get in someone's face. To shoot them, the, the the DMR is what it's meant to be, and it has bloom. Like that's that's that was my huge contention. The DMRs have bloom. That was the whole point. What the fuck are you talking about? Stagnation. People can't laser you cross map with us with bloom. They have to be heavily pacing their shots in order to consistently hit you. You have a DMR too. Like, come on, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, the people must have, I'm sorry, the people apparently want it. So whatever it's, it's them. It's, it's up to them. Casuals. They, <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh, hot take from Will. Um, what was it? But, uh, uh, T squared said he's like, go play firefight or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get, get out of here. I love it. All right. Um, so we're splitting our slayer category for four V four into a precision slayer category and an auto slayer ca category. In Reach, this will make AR starts and DMR starts separately selectable. The same will be applied to AR and BR starts in Halo 3 as well. In Halo 4, this will split loadout-enabled variants from legendary BR start variants. This will afford players complete control over which starting weapon or weapons are offered in the Slayer matches you play. Based on the outcome of the introduction of experimental 8v8 AR starts, we, can, we will consider expanding this permanent category split to that player count as well. We're also splitting heavies and action sack into separate category selections in 8v8. These changes further allow players to customize what they play without needing to compromise with their selections. Additionally, we wanted to share a heads up that Griffball will be moving to a rotational slot in social games. As of today, Griffball is still active in the match composer, but on February 5th, it will rotate out. 
From there, it will rotate into the featured slot for one week each month. Is it because of population? Otherwise, why the fuck would you do that? Give, like, this, okay. In Halo 5, Drift Ball is also a rotational playlist. Okay? Why not just keep it? I mean, if the population realistically isn't really there, do you really think highlighting it for a week is going to be that big of a deal? Why not just keep it out there? Like, let people play it if they want to play it. And if they don't, they don't. Because as we're going to talk about with banning, that shouldn't be an issue moving forward in the long term. So, all right, moving on. And Forge. This work is centered around bringing the feature to PC, but we're also making improvements which Xbox players will benefit from, both directly and indirectly. First, if you don't know, the ecosystem for user-generated content, or UGC, like custom map and game variants, is shared across platforms. This means that content created on any platform can be enjoyed by everyone. We aren't ready to go into full detail on our PC implementation of this feature just yet. However, we've been experimenting with early uh, versions of that implementation internally. So in other words, no news on Forge yet. MCC events and featured categories. For February, we have Black History Month event, February 1st through the 29th. Players can earn the BHM nameplate by launching MCC during the month of February. This nameplate will be granted once per week. It will not unlock immediately winter contingency event february 5th through the 18th players can earn these two nameplates between february 5th and february 18th by completing matches within the winter contingency featured category these nameplates will be granted once per week not unlocking automatically or immediately and then the valentine's event february 12th through the 18th players can earn the put a ring on it nameplate and there's Will doing the, the hand gesture for Beyonce's video. Um, <laughs> during Valentine's Week, by completing 10 matches in any 2v2 playlist, ranked or social, or in firefight doubles, which will go live on February 12th. This nameplate will be granted once per week and will not unlock immediately. You think they're saying that because people complain when they don't get it immediately on social media all the time? I think I, I think uh, that's exactly okay. the reason why. Yep. <laughs> I think you're spot on. Featured MCC featured categories. Halo CE Anniversary. What? You said featured MCC feature in February. February MCC featured, featured, categories featured. <laughs> All right. Halo CE anniversary featured, category featured. Uh, January 29th through February 5th. This game, uh, this category rotate in for Halo Reach and 4v4 Social. Halo CE anniversary game uh, settings emulate Halo CE and are paired with classic variants of the anniversary maps. In other words, guess what? Penance is coming back. Woo! Shoddy Snipers featured category. February 19th through the 26th, this category will rotate in for Halo Reach, Halo 2, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, and Halo 4, and Social 4v4, and Social 8-player free-for-all. Shoddy Sniper spawns players with a uh, sniper rifle and a shotgun. Who the no fuck idea. knew? <laughs> now you know, Will! The more you know. Power Slayer, the 26th through March 4th. This category will rotate in for Halo Reach and Social 4v4 and Social 8-player free-for-all. Power Slayer grants players temporary power-ups for kills. Different power-up traits are applied for different types of kills. In other words, headshots, assassinations, etc. That could be uh, fun to play with. And then the Big Team AR Start Experimental category. January 29th through To Be Determined. This category rotate in for Halo Reach and Social 8v8. This category includes AR Start versions of all core Reach 8v8 entries. As this category is experimental, its end date is to be determined. It will be assessed along the way and could be included in the core categories in the future. And finally, the Farns development update. 
Bans from AFK macros, firefight, and sword lining. AFK macros. This has been and will remain a bannable offense. Sword lining. This is a bannable offense and falls under the category of unsociable and unsportsmanlike behavior. And then firefight suicide once max XP is gained. This is a bannable offense and falls under the category of unsociable and unsportsmanlike content. In other words, don't fucking do it or else the hammer's coming down on your ass. Just play the game. Yep. The way it's meant to be played. Global features and development status. Actively in development. Progression system improvements, including challenges. Message of the day on PC. Server ping list on PC. UI UX improvements around navigation, roster customization, and many more areas of the game. Push to talk. Added an option for open mic and support for controllers. Text chat improvements and stability improvements and bug fixing. In design iteration. Double key binds. Additional mod support. Zoom improvements. Additional video settings and options. And in-game FPF caps and adjustments. And then the current backlog. Input-based matchmaking, regional server selection, cross-play between Xbox and PC, Steam account linking, VFR improvements, idle system improvements, customization improvements, better ways to report players, bringing PC features to console, like FOV sliders, and additional accessibility sub. So, dude. I would... if I'm going to throw my two cents in here, I think that crossplay between Xbox and PC should be the forefront of what they should be working on for this, because I'm telling you, these games are releasing in in a like one by one, mm-hmm. and that population is going to continue to dwindle. Like it's going to be huge at first because oh my god, it's a brand new thing on PC, then it's going to die. So, and Infinite's coming out at the end of the year. I know it's two different teams. Well, I mean, it's multiple teams working on MCC and then one core team working on Infinite, but mm-hmm. cross-play needs to be a fucking thing. Um, The road ahead for MCC to PC. Halo, Comet Evolved Anniversary. Shortly after the break, we hit Alpha and we're making good progress on our beta candidate, which is largely what you'll see in the upcoming flight. This includes mod support, terminal videos, multiplayer deterministic model for PC, localization work, bug fixing, and flight support. Halo 2, FOV support in progress, first pass at latency reduction, VFR support in progress, first optimization pass is complete, and profiling on min-spec PC is complete. Halo 2 anniversary, mouse and keyboard support, uh, FOV support in progress, aspect ratio support in progress, VFR support in progress, profiling on min-spec PC is complete, and forge support work has begun. Halo 3, Mouse and keyboard support, FOV support in progress, first pass at latency reduction, VFR support in progress, aspect ratio support in progress, and forge support work has begun. Halo 3 ODST, the game runs on PC. Uh, profiling on min-spec PC is complete. Mouse and keyboard support, FOV support in progress, and aspect ratio support is in progress. And finally, for Halo 4, the game also runs on PC, and profiling has begun. So it gives you a little update on all the games that are going to be coming to PC at some time. A little bit of a information of what's coming. And finally, looking ahead. Below is a loosely stacked ranked list of feedback pieces that have been relayed to the development team. Note, this does not include all feedback topics as they number well over 100. And this also doesn't include bugs, which are officially tracked via our Halo support ticket submissions. More non-DMR start options such as dedicated playlists and or a toggle in Match Composer to disable, re-enable DMR, AR, or AR pistol starts for Halo Reach. Uh, okay. More options to pick and choose which game type and map are to be played in matchmaking. Huh? Like a veto system! More choices in how XP is earned in alternate paths to unlock seasonal rewards, including through challenges, campaign, and other non-match-made play. The fact 
that campaign just still does not give you XP blows my fucking mind. It's one of the core things of Halo. It is. It well, is Halo Reach. The, yeah. Yes. Come on. Jesus Christ. Uh, keyboard and mouse players feel at a disadvantage against playing players using a gamepad. Huh. huh. Like that hasn't been talked about for weeks oh on end. Good Lord. More ranked playlists. Okay. For the keyboard players not to play on. Yep. Additional preview options for Spartans, rank, and additional player info. Okay. I could be down for that. Increased performance XP capping game. We're going to talk about that very shortly. Um, option to manually select specific data center for matchmaking. That could be huge, especially for the EU players. Uh, allow all keys to be rebound and support for dual binding actions. Join in progress to replace quitters or a rejoin option if a user disconnects mid-match. An ability to crouch while moving and jumping. Okay. So the join in progress thing. Yes. It's nice if you have a teammate that quit out and you get one back. But if you're the one joining that match in progress, that always kind of sucks because maybe you're down like but 35 could, to 10. Could you do the COD thing though? That's what I That's what I was going to get to. Sure, go ahead. Is if in Call of Duty, if you join a match in progress, um, it still tracks like your KD ratio, but it will prevent a loss stat because you joined in progress if your team loses. If you win, you still get the win. So it's kind of a... Like, when I join a game in progress, like, all right, I'm going balls to the wall here because if I lose, I don't care. Right. Because I don't get the stat. Exactly. Um, okay. So, speaking of MCC updates, this is by Halo on Twitter. As a result of community feedback, we've permanently raised MCC's XP caps by at least 150% across multiplayer modes. Earn more rewards and rake up faster by playing today. There okay. you go. They fixed one thing. One. Yep. One. But guess what? You still don't get XP from campaign. What's nice, though, is that they actually posted that on the Halo Twitter. They did. With 1.2 million followers. They did. Yeah. Unlike other things. Mm. Like competitive things. Sad day. <laughs> Sad day, indeed. Uh, hey, Will, guess what? That's it for the regular news. Now it's time for Will's Adventures within the Halo Another game Yeah. Will, what'd you play this week? <laughs> um, played some Modern Warfare. No way. I believe we played some games. We did. I uh, played with Joey a little bit. Yes, we did. And then I also played Halo 5. Halo 5. Did you play SWAT? A little bit. How'd it go? Not good. Uh-oh. Um, I mean, I did find myself, but, um, uh, I think I did I only play one game. I've only played one game of SWAT and it was because I, so like I said, I was on the verge of plat six and diamond. Sure. Um, so it was me and a bunch of low level plats, like plat ones, plat twos yep. against a mid tier diamond, a couple plats, and then an unranked player that went like 20 and five. So, obviously, they must have been pretty damn good at SWAT. Seems like it. So, you have all Platinums versus two other Platinums and then a Diamond and probably an Onyx or Champ type right. type player. And I was like, oh, fuck me, I'm done. Like, <laughs> like, I tried my hardest. I went from Plat, like, it took me all the way from Plat 6 down to Plat 5 in one, mo in one game there. And I was like, well, that just ruined all my motivation for today. Right. Um, so, I, I, then I jumped into some Slayer. I uh, had some fun on Slayer. Um, I forget how sweaty it can get, but it was fun. That's good. 
And again, I'll just, like I talked about earlier, I wish there was a competitive settings playlist in Modern Warfare. Agreed. Josh, what'd you play this week? I played Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Really? Jump jetpacks? Brought the jetpacks back? Yep, I did. Oh. Uh, yep. And it's, they, they took the, there's Sprint in it. Ah. Yep. I, I played Modern, Modern Warfare. Warfare. I know you. Duh. I know. Yeah. I played with you and Joey, like you said, and uh, I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. That hard point game we played at the end was the, probably the best. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, where I was just running with the SMG the whole time. Yeah. Oh man. I felt like simp. It was great. Did you have the MP5? Yeah. Did you put the 10 millimeter rounds in it? Like I told you. No, to? I, I, I oh. was unlocking things as we were going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was one of the early games where I just started using it. Um, are you running a site on it or are you running? No. Iron, I run iron. Iron. Oh yeah. yeah. That's the way to go. Oh yeah. That's the way to go. All yep. right. Awesome. We got to play some more. We do. I, I agree completely. I, I think that game. I mean, we're a Halo podcast, so I need to play more Halo. Don't get me wrong. Hey, with that 150% XP, I'm like, well, I'll oh. go there and play some Halo, oh. you know? Yeah, I got to finish out that season before CE comes out. Whatever the fuck their plan is with that. I yeah. really want to know what their unlock system is going to be for that. Thinking about it, because, like, you get what? Colors. Well, that's the thing, is that you already have access to them, so they're going to take that away from you? And make you Good go through point. it all over again. Good point. Right. I'm, I'm really weird. I'm, I'm like concerned, worried, and anxious about all this because Reach hadn't been in MCC before. So you get all the previous Reach unlocks that you would get if you played normal Reach. Yeah. With this. Could it be maybe nameplates? Right. Um, could, yeah, that could be. Logo. Like the you can design your little, what do they call that? Emblem. Emblem, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it's. Like they had the grunt birthday party effect. If you died, maybe they'll have other effects. Oh, that'd be sick. Maybe the flaming helmet. No, they have that already. Um, yeah. You know, I think that'd be awesome. Some other things, some things we haven't maybe seen in Halo. That's probably a test for a battle pass for infinite. There you go. Maybe like, maybe some, if you think about it, maybe they do like a, so on steam, right? Mm -hmm. On steam, you can unlock backgrounds for your profile. Oh, Maybe they do like backgrounds for MCC. Oh, right. Maybe I'll, I'm throwing something out there. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just throwing out there in the, in the wind. We'll see what happens. See if it gets picked up or not. I doubt it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I played. Um, will shout outs. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sims belated birthday. That is, I, I see you on Twitter, man. You're, you're doing a lot of work to that house. Congratulations, by the way. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, go check out Sim's Twitter. You can check out all the stuff that he's doing to his, to his home that he bought. A lot of remodeling and stuff. It's awesome. He's like took out this, the, the giant like fireplace and whatnot, this old fireplace and did a lot of work to the garage and just a lot of stuff in general. I think he's yeah. doing the whole home ethernet as well. Damn. It's awesome. But yeah. Happy birthday to you, man. Um, looking forward to hopefully you casting some halo events in the future. You and all the rest of the EU folks as well. We miss them. Um, that's it for the shout outs. Time for some community creations, Will. What do we got? Meme Saturday. But what's you want to shout out that subreddit one more time? It's just r slash halo memes. Yeah. But like you said, you can get them any day of the week. All, all week long. On Monday. On, on Monday. Meme You can make Monday. Your, your, your meme, halo memes on meme Monday again. You can. You really want to fuck this meme Saturday shit. Get me Monday. R slash Halo memes. Check it out. 
The last Halo 3 event, DreamHack Atlanta 2019, another look, episode seven. This is by RBG Esports. It's on YouTube. Check it out. It's a little series they got going on. Check it out. We have the Halo Community Spotlight for January 2020 by Snickerdoodle over on HaloWaypoint.com. All the cool shit in there. Check that out, please. We have the Infinite Podcast, episode eight, Halo, the issues, and our suggestions. Ooh. This is by the Infinite team, obviously. Check that out. The YouTube link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. We have... The Golden Monitor Awards, presented by The Hub and Future Element Films. This is to shine a light. It's the first ever one. It's to shine a light on Halo Machinima. Check that out. YouTube link. A little over an hour long. Premiered last night. We record on Sundays. Premiered on Saturday night. And then finally, we have Clips of the Week number 20. Uh, number 20. Number 39 by High Tech Redneck. Check that out. Google Doc of the show. of the show. All the vids. The stuffs. You know what it is. Something else I wanted to put in there is Ooh. earlier this week, the Halo Hub on Discord released. What? The Halo Hub, the Halo Hub on Discord's been a thing. The one, what about the one, the one with all the podcasts where you can find all of the, the with the Vir, Virgil bot that we talked about? Oh. Duststorm's new. I don't know what you're thinking. Anyway, I don't know what you're thinking. What? There is a new Discord server. Okay. Where you can find links to all sorts of community stuff. I'm going to pull it up on my phone right now because... Do it up. Maybe it was just the release of Virgil Bot that went into the Halo Hub. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So Virgil Bot is officially released. Yes. So it's okay. pulling in all that information into the Halo Hub. Sweet. Go, go check out the Halo Hub if you want If you want to get in on that. I thought that, I thought Virgil's been in there for a while, though. I'm pretty sure this thing was new. It's got a new icon. Like maybe the the server has been around for a while. Yeah, the Halo but, Hub server's been around for a while. But it's 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 gone through a refresh then. Oh, okay. Go go check it out. Yeah. Get your Halo content all in one place. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Will. All right. Uh, I'm still um uh if if anyone from the Halo Hub is listening, I'm still salty a little bit that I'm a normal member and Josh is a podcaster ha! in the role. Yeah. So get me in there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't put him in there. Keep him where he is. Keep him where he belongs in the fucking plebs with the normal members. I would throw my drink at you right now if I could. Don't, don't get the mic, Will. And don't mess up this beautiful face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please, if anybody from the Halo Hub is listening, get him, get him added in there as well. I'm not really salty. I was just joking, but. No, it, you it should would, be in there though. Nice. Like clearly you should be in there. Um. Oh, and then you know what? You you said it at the beginning of the show, but we're gonna we're gonna put it in the community creations as well. Go check out Will's awesome studio reveal uh, video that's been on that's been put up on YouTube. Check it out. Will did all the production on it. It's great. I just walked in front of the camera a couple times. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I love it. Oh, and then I I make an appearance at the end. Yeah, so that's that. <laughs> Little tease for what's to come. Um. All right, that's it for community creations. Will, the Super Bowl starts in three hours. Yeah, it'll be over by the time this airs. It will be. I. All right, you already said it, but I'm going to ask again. Give me your final prediction. Yeah, I got to I gotta stick with the Chiefs. Okay. It's, it's maybe not a decision based on facts, 
but I, I got to go with my heart on this one. I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You know, the, the Niners do have a great defense. Um, my one concern is Garoppolo's passing yep. game because all we've done is seen them run throughout the playoffs. And to be fair, the Chiefs did stop Derrick Henry and the Titans. They and did. Henry's a beast. Yep, nobody expected that to happen. So I don't see why they couldn't do the same, <laughs> the same thing against the Niners. I agree. I got I, I, I to gotta go with the Chiefs. So my answer may sound like a cop-out, but I'm with you. So my heart says the Chiefs, my mind says the 49ers, because again, I'm a firm believer that defense wins championships. There's a reason why that saying's a thing. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this as well. They, they are, aren't they favored by like a point and a half or some stupid shit? Something like that. Is th- they're technically the home team sure. in this regard. But I'm going to say that I think the Chiefs will win in an upset. Because I think this would be an upset win if they beat the 49ers because the 49ers defense is so good. Now, the Chiefs defense has gotten better as the year went on, which is a great thing for them going into this game. That's huge for them. But yeah, if I was a betting man, I would say the 49ers. But since I'm not, I'm going to go with my heart. Like you said, we lit. Wow. We did. We almost went a full episode without touching feet. Damn it. We're so close. close. Um, and I'm on my side. Damn it. I I, I overextended a little. You crossed the streams. (laughs) Um, but no, I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to say the chiefs. I think it's going to be close, but I think it'll be an upset win over the 49ers. And I think it'll be awesome for Andy Reid because I, I think he deserves one. Sure. Like, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is an all-star, but I think Andy Reid, with how long he's been in the league, it's been 50 years since the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl. It's the 100th year of the NFL. I think this would be huge. So, yeah, Chiefs. So All right. Say. All right. Um, Will, that brings us to the end of the show. I'm going to ask you one question. You ready? Yeah. Plug the show. That's, that's a statement. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Hey, Will, could you do me a favor? What's that? Could you plug the show? Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> Join the Discord server. The community discussion is going on there. Um, I posted the YouTube video there first. Yeah. So a little uh, insider for... for the Discord users there. So go join the Discord. I mean, it's on Twitter now, though. But it's, it is. So... <laughs> It was for about 10 hours, all right? Ooh, there you go. 10-hour preview on that was on in Discord. Um, yes. You can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. That uh, really hasn't gone anywhere since we launched it, but if you're really looking for one, come find us. Maybe it'll pick up when Infinite releases. Yeah, I mean, everyone starts playing the game again. We can get things going. People can get together to do challenges, whatever it may be. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. So join in preparation for Infinite. Do it. Do it. Um, Listen to Will, or else Will will come to your house and kick you in the balls. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Esportspedia. Search for HGS Pro Talk on all your favorite sites that we are listed on. And Josh, just uh, tell the people what we got on the next episode. On the next episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket HPTCSB for short match number 14 semifinal results of Snakebite going up against the Lethal. And finally, the HTS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HPC, HPTCASB for short, matchup number 15. It's the grand final. It'll be snipe down. 
going up against whoever the fuck wins the next one. All right. That's it. And then uh, we will also have a winner of the bracket submission who will get a t-shirt and a backpack, right? That's what yep. the winner gets. Stay tuned. Yes. Um, I hope the reflection corner returns. I think the reason we're getting all these great discussions on Twitter is because we haven't had infinite news and people are starting to get like antsy, antsy a little bit. So yep. you get this like, Hey, what's going on? This is what happened with Halo five. We need like, I think people just want to get their feelings out there because they want infinite and they want to know what's going to be good. So did you just actually say you hope the reflection corner makes a return? Yeah, because it's good. It's good discussion. It is. I really like it. I'm, I'm glad that like, I'm glad the negativity came last week because there was a lot of shit to talk about that really needed to be talked about, you know? Sure. And we hope things change for the better, obviously. And yeah, that's, that's what I'll say in regards to that. So I do hope it makes a comeback as well. I think it's a great segment especially leading up to the release of infinite. Um, also, I want to say this. So coming on, not necessarily the next episode, but in the very near future, once the HPTCSB uh, for short ends, we're going to have our normal topic discussions, make a return. So I'm going to throw this out there for anybody that's interested. If anybody has a topic suggestion, please join the discord. Like Will talked about earlier, go into the topic suggestions thread Drop your suggestion in there. We're going to be pulling from that. I'll ask on Twitter, so on and so forth, but that'll be the main source for that. Please leave your suggestions. Can't wait to talk about some more things leading up to Infinite's release. And then also, um, I'm just going to say this. It, it, it won't make sense to a lot of people, but I don't care. So we are doing a live test recording right now of the video show, okay? Will and I are going to look over this footage. We're going to see how it looks. And if everything goes according to plan, that video stream is going to come very soon. So really stay tuned for that. We're very excited for this. Will, I think you did a great job in that studio reveal video. I'm very, very excited to put this in front of everybody and really have that conversation every single week. I'm super excited. Um, have we said when the live stream is going to be? Or should we say that right now? No, we'll uh, we'll wait until everything's nailed down. We'll, okay. get, we'll get one information post Perfect. out there. Stay tuned for that as well. But yeah, in the very near future, if everything goes according to plan, we're going to be having this live stream show. So all I'm going to say is make sure you, um, it's going to be a shameless plug, but follow uh, HGS Pro Tech on Twitch. That's where we're going to be streaming is Twitch. Mixer has a lot of problems that haven't been fixed yet. We don't want to deal with those right now. Maybe we'll do multi-stream later on down the road. But as of right now, exclusive on Twitch. No, we don't have an exclusivity deal or any shit like that. But no, the, the infrastructure's there. That's where we're going to be. So yeah, make sure you go follow that and stay tuned for all the news. We can't wait to talk about it. And ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 112 of HTS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about some more Halo. Maybe the Reflection Corner makes a return. But who knows? We got a Super Bowl to prepare for and watch. It's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about the results next week. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, bye-bye.